there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one thoughtful page of Talmud every day. We've only just begun Tractate Chagiga. The name means celebration, but right now, right in the beginning, pages four and five bring us tears, and I'm not sure they're tears of joy. Have a listen. The verse states, But if you will not hear it, my soul shall weep in secret for your pride. Rav Shmuel bar Enya said, In the name of Rav, the Holy One, blessed be he, has a place where he cries. And its name is Mistarim, or secret. What is the meaning of for your pride? Rav Shmuel bar Yitzchak said, God cries due to the pride of the Jewish people, which was taken from them and given to the Gentile nations. Rav Shmuel bar Nachmani said, He cries due to the pride of the kingdom of heaven, which was removed from the world. The sages taught that there are three types of people for whom the Holy One, blessed be He, cries every day. For one who is able to engage in Torah study and does not engage in it. For one who is unable to engage in Torah study and nevertheless he endeavors and engages in it. And for a leader who lords over the community. What an image, the three people for whom God cries. This calls for a deep, soulful exploration, the kind that I think really only my next guest could provide. As I said before, and as I'll say again, she's one of my favorite rabbis and teachers and human beings, straight out of Los Angeles, California. Rabbi Sari Laufer, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. It is a pleasure, and I hope that you will help us decipher this really kind of strange and, and mystical passage, not only are we told that God cries, which sounds like a name of a Guns N' Roses unreleased ballad, right? But also that he cries for these three very specific type of people. What, what do you make of this beautiful mystical passage? So, I, I mean, I'm like taking a deep breath because it really is. It's so beautiful. And I'm going to start with a story because that's what I do, uh, which is a story a mentor told me, and I use actually the basis for a sermon once. So if any of my congregation Rosh Hashanah family are listening, they may remember the story, which is about a young man, maybe married with young kids, is bringing his parents, who sort of grew up, you know, in the in the city Jewish neighborhood, to his big fancy suburban synagogue, and he's showing them around. You know, maybe it's like the ark opens with a button, and you know, all the like the fancy windows, everything is beautiful and clean and sparkling. And the parents who sort of, you know, are used to their little sort of shtibal one-room synagogue look and, you know, they're they're nodding and they're smiling. And at the end, she says, you know, so what do you think? Isn't it amazing? Didn't we build this beautiful building? And they say, yeah, it's beautiful, but but there's no place to cry here. And I've always been so struck by that story in the sense of what is holy space and what is holy relationship if not a place that can hold our tears it's like the most jewish story it's so beautiful it's the most jewish story ever i know you know it's good but you know there's no place to cry the part of the text that i bumped on less actually the people for whom god cries though i think there's lots in there also but at the the stage of sort of incredulity that that god might cry right i think they have this sort of you know, is is it possible that God could cry? And I I kept thinking to myself, there's a quote in there, you know, where basically one of the sages teaches, you know, there could be no sadness before God, right? We only, and and quotes various psalms about bringing our joy to God and our praise and our song, all of which is true. 
But I sort of kept thinking, man, if God can't hold our pain, who possibly can? What chance do we have? Right. What chance? A. What chance do we have? But also, like, I can't imagine. Right. If I think of of the divine as sort of my deepest intimate relationship, right? How can you be in that kind of a relationship with someone who can't see your full self? Right. If I have to bring this sort of fake, like I'm happy all the time, live, laugh, love, you know, everything's perfect story to God. What is that relationship then? What am I bringing? What is God getting? And, and would he really want us to, to lie, to come to him in a state of, you know, denial when, when we're broken on the inside? Right. And, and I think, you know, and I, I think about this, I was in a conversation with another tablet podcast host, I think, well, let's say that with Dara Horn who, you know, she talks a lot about her Dafyomi study as sort of her answer to her, her questioning around people love dead Jews. And I said, it's fascinating to me. And I think Hagigas is so deep in it, right? Because t- the Talmud is, is a text of trauma, right? These are people with tears. Right? These are people with really deep tears. And so for them to say, we can only come to God with this joy is, it's, it's sort of an interesting, is it denial? Are we trying to, you know, sort of fake it till we make it for God? And and again, I just come back to, is that really what God wants? And so today's page of Talmud feels a little bit redemptive in that sense, right? It, it's sort of a negation of that. It says, no, it's okay. God cries too. What do you make of, of, of the three types of people, though? What do, what do you make of this dichotomy of those who can't study Torah, but don't, those who can't, but do, and and bad leaders? That feels like sort of an encapsulation of the rabbinic struggle the rabbis of the Talmud, right? They are, I think, constantly in tension with their sort of ivory tower of like, they spend every minute they can studying Torah and, and how can people out there in the world not? And and I think, again, you know, with the, with the sort of locus of the destruction of the temple, how can everyone not when it's the only thing that might save us? You know, and I think to me, it feels like different types of tears, right? I think God maybe cries different tears for the people who can't study Torah, but do which to me, that is, you know, almost everyone in Talmud, right? It, it's all been, the, the rug has been torn out from under them, and yet this is this is what they're clinging to. And the bad leaders, you know, talk about, there, there's lots of, you know, sociopolitical drama going on in the Talmud. And so that's probably, you know, a dig in there of, you know, it's not just bad for us when there is bad leadership, but it's so bad that God is crying. Rabbi Sari Laufer, as always, You have brought us much to think about and much to feel about. And for that, we're very grateful. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Daron Skay, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmuccia, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.